Good morning, church. If you have your Bible, we're going to be in Joshua chapter 3 today. If you have your device, go online, you'll find it there too. The story I was telling the kids this morning is a story I'd like you to think about. If you're following along, Joshua rose early in the morning and they set out from from an acacia grove and came to the Jordan. He and the children of Israel lodged there before they crossed over. Read, they, they set up a campsite. So it was after three days that the officers went through the camp and they commanded the people saying, when you see the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord God and the priests and the Levites bearing it, then you shall set out from your place and go after it. Yet there shall be space between you and it of 2,000 cubits by measure. Those of you who are not up on your cubit, call that about a half a mile. Don't come near it, that you may know the way by which you must go, for you have not passed this way before. And then Joshua said, Sanctify yourselves, for tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you. I love that line. Sanctify yourselves because tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you. It's a similar thing that was stated in in Exodus when the commandments were given, when God was going to be speaking to Israel personally. God actually says to them, hey, sanctify yourselves, prepare yourselves for the next three days because I'm going to be right in your midst. Set your side apart, self apart. Sanctify means to set yourself apart for a holy purpose. Sanctify yourself. Set yourself apart for the purposes of God. If you you just did that one thing, think about what that might change in your life. If you said, hey, no matter what my life, no matter what my my, skill set, no matter what I'm doing, no matter how I think about myself, no matter what my picture of myself is, I'm setting the entire self that I picture aside for a purpose that is bigger than me for the purposes of God. I'm setting myself aside. I'm setting myself apart for the purposes of God. I'm setting out tomorrow. I'm setting tomorrow apart for the purposes of God. Because tomorrow God is going to do wonders among you. You know what's interesting about tomorrows? They're always seen from today. You never see a tomorrow. You only see a today. And you only see tomorrow from today. Right? Tomorrow actually is always just out of reach. Because just when you think tomorrow has come, actually it's today again. And you never actually get to tomorrow. You're always just getting to the next today. And so tomorrow is like this misty thing, this dream thing, this thing that's just over the horizon. It's a view. It's a hope. It's an idea. It's faith that it will happen. You you know, tomorrow, tomorrow, blah, 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 blah. You're always having this idea that you can get there, but it's not there. You're never there when you get there because it's always a different thing when you arrive. Isn't that the way life works? You're moving forward to tomorrow. Sanctify yourself because tomorrow something amazing is going to happen. The hard thing about tomorrow is in order to get to tomorrow, you have to leave today. Tomorrow, the Lord is going to do something amazing among you. But in order to get that to happen, you're going to have to leave your today. And Israel had a pretty good thing going on today. If you think about where they are, they're in the beautiful Jordan Valley after having traveled through the desert for 40 years. They have arrived. 
They're in a good spot. There's plenty of water. There's too much water, actually, at the moment. But, hey, it's a faithful sort of a place. The rains will let up. The snow melt will quiet down. And it will become just a nice little stream that they can bathe in, play in, drink from, water their animals. And it'll be be awesome. But today is pretty good. We're camped out here. We've already dealt with all the kings and all the enemies on this side of the river. We understand this side of the river. We understand our today. We're not sure we want to go into tomorrow because tomorrow seems to be across this raging flooding river tomorrow seems to be in a direction i'm not sure i want to go i'm not positive i'd like to be in tomorrow so what do you mean sanctify myself today because tomorrow is going to be amazing the promise of an amazing tomorrow doesn't always get us to set ourselves aside for the purposes of god in order to see it because we're comfortable with our today you know their cousins live on this side of the river Right? You know the cousins, right? Esau's family, you know, the, the Edomites, the Moabites, the Ammonites. These are all their cousins. These are their cousins. These are Lot's kids. These are uh, Esau's kids. It's, they're surrounded by family on this side of the river. There are lots of good reasons to be on this side of the river and stay there. You could say, we've kind of arrived at the promised land, God. This is good enough. We don't need more. Thank you very much. You're amazing. We like it here. God says, no, 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 you don't understand. There are, there are enemies to conquer. There's land to be taken. There's, there's more promise to be had. But, Lord, there are enemies to conquer. We've already conquered all the enemies. I don't want to go to face that tomorrow. I like my tomorrow. I like my today to be my tomorrow and my every day from there forward. Thank you very much. If the Lord comes to you and says, sanctify yourself because I'd like to do a different thing in your life tomorrow, it means you have to give up the thing you're doing today. And that's the problem. Most of us like our today too much to take on our tomorrow, even with the promise of something amazing on the other side. Most of us like our today too much to take on the tomorrow that God has promised. He says, hey, set your side apart for my, set yourself apart for my purposes. It'll be great. It'll be wonderful. Your tomorrow will be better than your today. And they're saying, no, 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 no. There's a, there's a giant flooding river between me and tomorrow. There are enemies on the other side of that river. Why would I want to do that? That doesn't sound wonderful to me. That's what God calls them to. And I bet you he's calling you to it as well. Some of you are kind of looking at your life right now and you're saying, hey, my life's kind of in a, in a still spot. I'm in sort of the backwater wash of the river. I've kind of done floating my part, my part, and I'm now just kind of caught in an eddy with nice, warm breezes. The sun is shining. There's no danger of dying. I just like my little inner tube right here on my today. God says, no, there's, I would like you to, to move on. You've learned all you can learn from today. Can I stretch you into your tomorrow? Tomorrow can only be apprehended by faith from today. Tomorrow can only be apprehended by faith from today. And the growth of tomorrow can never be experienced until you take that step. Sanctify yourself because God is going to do something wonderful tomorrow. Israel is sitting there on their side of the river looking across at Jericho. 
this walled, magnificent city that's never been captured by anyone before. They're looking across a flooded river at Jericho. They're looking at the fact that off in the distance are hills and mountains, and they've heard about these people. Their, their, their own people had reported on these people generations ago that there were giants in this land. That's what they face in their tomorrow. But they've been pretty good. They're pretty good in this land. Surrounded by their relatives, out of the desert and into this lush green valley. This is a good day to be alive. The Lord calls them on to the next. And if that's not going to work, I might just have to point at you. Could you change to the next slide? (laughs) Thank you. Here's the deal. If you commit yourself to God's purposes, you get to see God's action. If you commit yourself to God's purposes, you get to see God's action. If you're stuck in the way you want to do this thing yourself, if all you want to do is your thing and your thing alone, then you're, you're okay. You can stay in here today and God will love you and care for you and give you grace. And he will probably even lead you all the way back home unless the way home is through the challenges that face tomorrow. The fact that he may be taking you through those challenges for the purposes of getting you home could ruin the direction of your life. If you set yourself aside for God's purposes, if you commit yourself to God's purposes, think about all the ways in which you kind of neglect God's purposes. Think about all the ways in which you kind of go, eh, you know, I don't want to deal with that. God convicts you of this thing to change in your life. And you say, well, God, you know, that's not that important. If God brought it up to you, do you think he thinks it's important? Is it possible that he may hold a higher value on it than you could imagine? And so he's challenging you to make this next step, even though to you it seems a small thing. To you it seems an unimportant thing. He's challenged you with some biblical passage, with some way of looking at the world, different than the world may look at the world. But Lord, if I do that, I'm going to stick out. I'm going to be like that sore thumb. I'm just going to, it's not going to be good for me, Lord. I'd like, to, I'd like to blend in. I don't really want to be hammerable. I don't want to be the nail to be nailed down. I, I would like to just be. Can I just float into my retirement casually and quietly, please? Haven't we done this enough? Can't I just stick with this job I've got? I'm happy with this job or I'm okay with this job. I don't love this job, but I'm all right. I'm getting by. They pay me. Checks show up regularly. God, I really don't want to do it. I don't want to set aside my life. I don't want to align my life with your purposes. I feel differently about myself than you feel about me. I don't believe in myself as much as you believe in me. I don't think I can overcome the sins, the challenges, the mental attitudes that I have as much as you think I can. Tomorrow is going to be something wonderful. Set, your side of, uh, self, set yourself apart. Commit yourself to my purposes. Commit yourself to understanding things differently, looking at things differently, aligning yourself with me differently. Look, amazing, abundant, wonderful life is on the other side of that. Trust me, it's going to be great. And you feel like you're standing there in front of a salesman at the car lot. Sanctify yourself. It just means set yourself aside for a holy purpose. Align your life differently. We live in a world completely out of alignment. 
all around us, people are saying, this is the way you should go, this is the way you should go, this is the way you go. And none of those things seem to be in alignment with God. The purposes, the will, the desires, the revealed things, not just the things that are unrevealed, the things that are revealed. If we just followed the revealed things in Scripture, it would, it would dramatically change our lives. Just line your life up with me. There is great blessing on the other side of that. There is. Come with me. Let's go across the river. See what's there. Come on. Sanctify yourself. Set yourself apart. It's interesting that he tells them how to follow. Do you need instructions on following? I'm not a very good follower. It's a problem in our household because neither of us are very good followers. And so you have two leaders, sometimes not always leading in the same direction. I'm not a great follower. I like to be in the front. I like to see what's coming, even if I don't know where I'm going. I need often some instructions on following. Israel is told, this is how you're going to follow. Don't get too close. Stay back. Let God plow the way forward. And let, as you let him do that, you will see clearly where you're supposed to go. That's interesting, isn't it? You're going to enter in your t- into your tomorrow in the wake of God's leadership. You've aligned yourself with his will, and now he's willing to break all the new ground so that you can follow easily along behind him. Stay back. Stay a half mile back. Follow God at a distance, because as you do, he'll make it easier for you to follow. He'll plow the way. He'll make the road ready. He will prep the way. Remember we talked about following in the footsteps of God about a month and a half ago? following in the footsteps he's already put out there, putting your feet in the ground that he's already plowed, putting your feet in the path he's already made. That's what alignment with God is. That's what the biblical picture is about. When the Bible is telling you, do this, don't do that, do this, don't do that, do this, don't do that, it's not telling you that so God can control you. It's telling you that so that God can bless you. I will pour out a blessing upon you which you cannot even hold. An abundant life. Abundant means more than is necessary for your survival. Align yourself with me. Set yourself aside for a holy purpose. Set yourself aside for my purposes and then just follow me. You don't even know where you're going. And if you, if you don't know where you're going, who better to follow? If, you don't know, if you've never been where you're going, which tomorrow by definition is, go with the one who already knows the way. Doesn't it make doesn't make sense? It, it's, it, I read some of this stuff, I think through some of this stuff, and I think, duh. Of course. Yeah, you would go with somebody who already knows the way. Um, I've been backpacking with Peter DeVries. If, if you're going to go backpacking with Peter DeVries, two things you should know about it. Um, one, you're probably going to walk further than you want. There's probably three things. Two, never stand downhill from a pile of rocks that Peter's up there. And number three, it's going to be cold. When you hit the water, it's going to be cold. But I will tell you the great thing about going backpacking with Peter, he knew where we were going. He knew which trail to take. He knew when to turn left, when to turn right. He knew what we were supposed to be doing. He knew where we were going. There's a certain amount of peace in knowing that somebody knows where you're going. God says, hey, just follow me. I know your tomorrow looks scary to you, but just follow me on the way. You've never passed this way before. Follow me. I know. I know where to go. 
How's your faith feeling about this? Because I've, I've, saw, I've stepped into a couple things in your life, right? I've said, align your life with God where it's out of, out of alignment with God, right? That kind of already makes you a little uncomfortable. Oh, yeah. Do the things I'm doing because I like the things I'm doing. And then I said, go to a place that you don't know of yet. And in that alignment, follow God there. Here's the part that gets to most of us. Is that very often God doesn't want, doesn't fully reveal the next step till we've taken the previous step. It's like the light that God shines is just enough to see the next step. And when you get there, he shows you the next step. And he builds this relationship of faith with you where you've taken enough steps for a, enough time that you begin to just trust the light. And when you see the next landing, you land on it. When you see the next landing, you land on it. And you just begin to make your way through your life spiritually, aligned with God, following after his purposes, knowing that he knows where he's going. You just start walking. Sometimes you even have to get your feet wet. We talked about this with the kids, right? Nobody volunteered to be the priests in the front. It, Frank, Jim, it's your turn to be in front. <laughs> That's what your buddies do to you. Yep, we got the back today. Enjoy. So here they go toward the water. They go all the way up to the water. The water is still rushing by, flooding by. The current will kill them. They know that if they go in there with this heavy box, they're dying for sure. And they have to go all the way. God does not stop this the way he did with Moses. You realize Moses had it, the, the, the people of Israel had it easier the first time, right? Raise up your rod, and the waters will part, and go through on dry ground. Thank you very much. No, this time, follow the priest. Stop pushing back there. We'll get there. You guys are going awfully slow today. Yeah, I know we're going slow. Just relax. You want to take the front? All the way to the edge. Get to the edge of the water. Now, flood stage water, it could have been just a little trickle on the side, and it could have been three feet on the side. We're not told. You step into this cold, flooding river, and when the Bible says, when the feet of the priests were in the water, the water was stopped for two and a half days here. Now, would you think about this for a minute? 15 miles of water keeps rolling by. So they're not in the water and suddenly like Moses. No, they step into the water. And 15 miles of water keeps going by. We always have these guys pictured like they get in the water and boom, now they're good. No, 15 miles of water keeps going by. A lot of water is going by while they're standing there saying, what do we do now, Joshua? Relax. Keep going. It's getting up to my knees, Joshua. Relax. Keep going. Getting cold now, Joshua. Relax. Keep going. Joshua, it's up to my waist. Relax. Look to your right. And the water that was coming through full force is beginning to drop down. The water that's coming is getting shallower. And now it's back at your knees, and it's back at your ankles, and it's coming back. 
I don't know how long it took. Five minutes? Ten minutes? How fast was the water going? Did it take 15 minutes? Was this water going 15 miles an hour? Did it take an hour? However long it took, the priest stayed in the water. Got in behind, let the church's feet wash, and trust that God knows what he's doing. Isn't that the truth? Those of you who have walked with God, you've felt this before. You've experienced it before, right? Those of you who are new to your walk with God or you're questioning your walk with God, this is like, no, no, scary, crazy, bad idea. I'm telling you, the cool things are on the other side of the bank. God is going to do wonderful things in your life, but you're going to have to get across the river. God promises that he will be there. He will lead you there. He will take care of you there. His grace will still cover you there. His, his vital force will be with you there. The God of all the universe is going to get you there, but you've got to go through the water first. Imagine, out they went into the water. It stopped at Adma, but there's still water here. This, all this water has to get all the way past us. Joshua, it's not going away. You said it would get okay. It would be okay. It'll be okay. Joshua's in the back praying like, God, you said it would be okay. Yeah, I know. Can you do like Moses did? All four guys are in the water. Laugh now, you guys in the back. Finally, the water gets past. Sometimes you have to get your feet wet. You will not often know what God can do until you've gone where God has sent you. We'd like a full plan, wouldn't we? We'd like everything to be written out, hammered out. It would be nice if it were in PowerPoint that we could just work our way through. And as they're standing out there in the water, knee deep in rushing water, with a 200-pound box on your shoulder, you're having second, second guessing, you're doing some second guessing about trusting Joshua. And maybe some second guessing about trusting God. Because when you're in the mess, you want the answer right now. And sometimes you have to be in the mess to see what glorious things that he's going to do. Fear holds faith hostage. It's kind of the antithesis of faith, isn't it? Fear holds faith hostage and makes believers fearful. Fear keeps us from doing the things God calls us to. We don't want to align ourselves with God because the day that we align ourselves with God, it's going to change something for us. What are you thinking about when I say that? When I say you need to align your life with God, what comes up? When I say that and something comes up, that's probably the thing. Because you, know, you already know, God's already been here with you. 
He's already convicted you about this. I don't know what it is, but you know what it is. You need to change something about the way you're doing life. Maybe you've you've holed yourself up in your house and you never come out. You're just this kind of hermit. You never want to go out and touch anybody. You talk to your neighbor, even be in fellowship with your church family. You're just kind of a hermit. You come here because it's Sabbath and you feel like you have to. But God says, get out of your house. Get out and do something. Spend the rest of your life on something valuable. Align yourself with me and I'll do wonderful things with you. But that's not my personality, God. Who knows your personality better, you or me? But God, I can't speak. Who made your mouth? If these sound familiar, they should. On the other side of the flood, wonderful things but you're going to have to deal with it and you're going to have to deal with the fear raised by the flood now I love the picture of these guys walking in one step in one step in one step in and think about the people who are coming remember God told them to stay a half mile back they're happy for their half mile right now right they're like okay yeah, I'm really glad we didn't rush. It took 20 minutes for the water to go by. If we had rushed, we'd have been out there in the middle of the flood. Hmm. Is it possible that God had a plan? Don't get too close. It's going to take a while for the water to go by. This isn't a Moses thing. This is a Joshua thing. It's a completely different thing, but it's a good thing. If you're going to get to tomorrow, go that way. Stay a half mile back some water got to get out of the way before you get there when the water stops at Adnan runs all the way down to the Dead Sea and that is a giant swath for them to go through be careful of letting your fear lead you astray it will make you miserable and you will miss you're 16 or 55, there are still wonders from God for you. This generation of Israelites had to have their water crossed. They had to have their own Red Sea experience. They had to know that they could trust God and that they could trust God's servant, Joshua. They had to think life through differently. They had to face life on their own. The old stories of their family weren't going to hold up anymore. They needed new stories, stories of their own, new experiences of their own. Every generation has to have its Red Sea crossing. Every generation has to renew that relationship with God, stand on its own. God has no grandchildren. He has only children. And those children, each one, has to be born again in that relationship of trust and faith in Him and walk with, through him, with him through something in order to know that He can be trusted. Have you been through it? Have you been through it recently? Every generation has to have their own thing. And so, I'm just asking you to step out in faith. It's real easy in our world to get into the practices and habits that the world says are okay. It's real easy to throw our lot in 
with the practices and habits of the people around us. It's real easy to align ourselves with everything else but God. Remember that this thing starts with align yourself with me. It starts with set yourself aside. That word sanctify, set aside for a holy purpose, committing to the purposes of God, aligning yourself with God's purposes and direction. That's where it all starts. It's very easy for us to fall into the patterns and habits of the world around us and forget that we're not following the world, we're following God. Our world is going in the wrong direction, right? Are you aware of that? Have you watched much news? If you, if you hear very many people speak, you realize that the world is a mess and getting messier. You know what the only opportunity that world has is? That you get across the water. The only opportunity our messed up world has is the alignment of the followers of Jesus with him following him across the water. I know that sin is fun. I'm not so old that I'm dead. I get it. I understand. It's attractive. It draws us to it. But the challenge from God is to align your life differently. If you'll walk differently, if you'll be set up differently, if you'll align yourself differently, if you'll set yourself apart for His purposes, amazing things will be done tomorrow. You're going to have to get out of today to see what will happen tomorrow. But amazing things will be done tomorrow if you choose to align yourself with God. Because he doesn't get interfere with your choice. And if you're choosing goofiness, goofiness is what you're going to get. If you're choosing sinfulness, sinfulness is what you're going to get. If you're choosing to buy Satan's lie, more lies are what you're going to get. If you choose to align yourself with God, set yourself aside for his purposes. Now, now before you get too worried about this, can I just remind you, he knows you. He understands what of his purposes fit you best. He understands how you fit into the plan best. He understands what things to tweak in that plan that will bless you the most. You do not have to fear that God is going to mess with you. He's not that kind of God. This is, this is not the Riddler here. This is God, and he loves you and cares about you and gave his life for you, and he wants for you to have the best, most abundant life possible on this messed up little planet. And he wants to bless you so that everybody around you looks at you and goes, well, look what's happening with them. They're living a wonderful, amazing, wild, and glorious life. What? Why is that going on? And they come up and they say, hey, uh, can you tell me a little bit about what's going on with you? I don't know. What do you mean? Everything seems to go well for you. Well, some things go wrong, but you seem to manage those pretty easily. What's going on? How's your life different from mine? Because I'm having trouble. And as simple as, oh, it's, it's, it's complicated, but it's not. It's, it's hard, but it's easy. It's just a choice to follow Jesus. It's just a choice to seek to understand what he wants and be led. And that's good for me. That's what it means to be a follower of God. I, I sought to understand what he wanted chose his path. Every step out of today is a step of faith. We are, as a group, taking this next wild, weird step together. As a group, we are the church. And what happens in our community 
what the church does in our community depends on you stepping across the line into your commitment. And it depends on me stepping across the line into my commitment. The, the world being a different place because you lived in it happens because you took a step of faith out of today and into tomorrow. The world being a better place because the small impact you had or the great impact you had happens because you took a step of faith into tomorrow. You left the comfort of today and stepped into your tomorrow. You aligned yourself, set yourself aside for God's purposes and followed him where he was going. Today's comfortable. Father God, it's hard to leave the comfort of the moment, to step away from the familiar, from the comfortable, to step out into the unknown. But I pray for us. I pray for us to align ourselves with you. To set ourselves apart for your purposes. We understand that we will not do this well. We understand that we're going to bring along with us all the mess that is us. But we'd like us. We'd like our us. follow you. Lord, in this room today, there's so much talent, so much experience, so much potential. Help us to stop believing the lies the devil's telling about us and about you. And to believe that you can be trusted I don't know what the flood represents in front of the people up here today. I don't know what obstacles are in front of each family and each person. But Lord, I pray that you would that you would make the way clear for us. We choose your purpose for tomorrow. And tomorrow we will choose again. And the next, and the next, and the next. We would like to live the rest of our short life to your glory, in your honor, and for your kingdom. In Jesus' name, amen.